The Productive Woman, Episode 126. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. As always, thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you're here. In this episode, we're going to continue the Dream to Done series and talk about a process for turning a dream into a goal and breaking it down into actionable steps. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 126. Before we get started, I do want to say thank you and give a shout out to our sponsor, FreshBooks. I am glad to welcome FreshBooks back as a sponsor. I use their service. I love it. It's very intuitive for me as a non-numbers person. And now they've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better. And they're offering a free 30-day trial to the Productive Woman listeners who sign up by going to freshbooks.com woman. Those of you who are freelancers, who run a small business or are solopreneurs, anybody who's got some sort of business expenses and income that they need to track, you owe it to yourself to check out FreshBooks. It's, as I said, been redesigned from the ground up, custom built for the way those of us who are kind of solopreneurs or small business people, um, the way we work. It's a simple way to be more productive, organized uh, with our finances, and most importantly, get paid quickly. It's very, very simple to use, even if you're not a numbers person. Uh, In fact, especially if you're not a numbers person, that's one of the things I like about it so much. It's very, very easy to use, packed full of all kinds, all the features you're going to need to track your expenses, track your income, get paid, invoice your clients. You can create and send professional looking invoices in seconds and have them all customized with your business's logo and colors. You can set it up for online payment with just a couple of clicks, which will get you paid up to four days faster because you email the invoice to your client and you know whether they've seen it or not, but they can simply click on a button in that email and pay with a credit card in a matter of just minutes. So it's really, really simple. It's got a really handy deposit feature. So if you do the kind of work where you would like to get maybe a deposit up front before you start work for a client, you can do that with FreshBooks. It has time tracking for those who bill your clients based on time that you spend on a project for them. And what I uh, really like is the dashboard is just so well laid out. It lets you see at a glance how your business is doing, income, expenses, outstanding invoices, just the whole thing is there. And not only can you do this on your computer, but it's got a really useful app for your smartphone that, among other things, lets you scan and save any receipts that you get when you're out and about to help you keep track of your expenses. So as I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Productive Woman listeners. And if you're interested to claim it, all you need to do is go to freshbooks.com slash woman and then be sure to enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Uh, Give it a try and let me know what you think. 
Okay, so let's get going. As I said, we're continuing the Dream to Done series that I started. Last time we talked about some of the things that maybe get in the way of us pursuing our dreams and a few steps that we could take to overcome those obstacles. This time we're going to start getting maybe a little more practical, a little more into the nitty gritty of turning a dream into a goal. So what's the difference? Um, You know, there's lots of different ways of looking at it, but for purposes of our conversation, and just so you know that where I'm coming from, uh, a dream and a goal, uh, those are two different things. And one way to look at it is that dreams provide a destination, but goals create a roadmap. Uh, Dreams require imagination, but goals require action. And um, as I was thinking about this, trying to articulate, well, what's the difference? Those were a couple of things that I came up with. And then, as always, I went to the Googles to see uh, what other people have written about this. And there are a number of articles that, if you're interested, you could look at. But one, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to an article um, by Craig Jarrow on his Time Management Ninja website. Uh, And he has a post about the 10 big differences between goals and dreams. And it's worth looking at if you're interested in that sort of thing. He has some really good things. I'm not going to go into the whole detail, but a couple of things he says, you know, he lists 10 and he kind of explains them a little bit. But from his perspective, and I I agree with him on on pretty much all of this, um, goals are something you're acting on where dreams are something you're just thinking about. He says, dreams are free, but goals have a cost. And think about that. Um, He goes on in there, and I'm quoting here. He says, while you can daydream for free, goals don't come without a price. Time, money, effort, and sweat. How will you pay for your goals? We're going to talk about that more in a little bit. But um, Craig also says in this article that goals produce results where dreams don't. Uh, Goals have a finish line, and dreams never have to end. Uh, And I love this. He said, dreams can inspire you, but goals can change your life. He says, goals must have focus and dreams don't. Dreams kind of are just out there. It's that things, pie in the sky, someday kind of thing. But goal, if you turn it into a goal, you're bringing it back down to earth and, and creating an action plan. And finally, one of the other things he says is that dreams stretch your imagination but goals stretch you. And I love that, especially at this time, as I'm recording this, it's the end of January. And so the beginning of a year. And, uh, you know, for me, when I set goals, it a lot of times it is about stretching myself and, um, you know, going just a little bit farther than is easy or comfortable for me. So I love that. Again, I'll have a link to that article in the show notes if you want to check out the rest of what Craig has to say about the difference between goals and dreams. So for this episode, then let's talk about what does it take to turn a dream into a goal? What steps do you need to take? What decisions do you need to make? There are a number of steps that I think we need to take to uh, turn something from just being a dream, something, you know, one of those sort of someday ephemeral kind of out there, gee, I'd like to do X someday into a, all right, this is what I'm going to accomplish. I'm going to start taking action. The first step, I think, is to really think about what you want. What outcome 
do you want? When, when you're taking this dream that you've thought of, whether it's a, a dream of, of writing a novel or of starting a new business or of having the, you know, the perfect wedding or a, a party that you want to have for your family and friends or to travel the world. Any of those things may be a dream, but in order to start the process of turning that from a dream that's just out there someday into uh, a goal that you are actively going to work to accomplish, you have to know what it is you want. Um, what would success look like? What would be the perfect outcome? Think about that. Journal about that. Write it down. You know, do a, a vision board. Some people go into Pinterest and um, st- and create a board in Pinterest and start collecting images that um, capsulize what. What, what outcome they're looking for for this dream. Or you can do a vision board, you know, just with a big piece of poster board and cut pictures out of magazines and, and put it on there. But get a clear, specific image in your mind of the outcome that you want. Not just, I want to travel the world, but that I want to, you know, how I want to travel and which countries I want to go to and who I want to have with me and where I want to stay and just what it what is it going to look like if this turns out exactly the way you want it to be. So that's the first step, knowing, having a clear picture in your mind of what outcome you want for, for this dream now that we're making into a goal. The second thing is to know why do you want it? And it needs to be a compelling reason. And I don't, by that I don't mean, don't be looking for some impressive philosophical reason, but something that really compels you. Not why you think you should want it, but why you actually want it. What's the reason that you want to do this thing that you have in mind to do? Um, And it's got to be something compelling enough, strong enough to keep you going when things get tough or boring or, you know, all of those things. I mean, think about this, why this is important, why you want it. Literally everything we do in life is be, every time we do something or we want to do something, it's because of how we think we're going to feel when we do it or when we have done it. That's what drives us in, you know, it's why we, you know, we get married because we think we're going to feel loved and, and, you know, have someone to love, or we take a certain job because we think we're going to feel fulfilled and we're going to, you know, feel prosperous or whatever. I mean, and I'm not saying there are right or wrong reasons, but the reason we need to think about why we want this goal that we're formulating is because that's what drives our actions, okay? Everything we do is driven by how we feel or how we think we're going to feel when we've done it. So really spend some time thinking about why you want to do this thing and dig deep there. Think about what benefits you're going to get by accomplishing this goal. Now, again, don't 
while I was saying just a minute ago that everything we do is driven really by how we think we're going to feel, whether it's an altruistic, I feel like, you know, I think I'm going to feel generous if I'm able to, you know, donate X dollars to my favorite charity or something like that. Or the feeling we may want to have is neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. But I want to, and I'm trying to articulate this well, don't assume that if you do this goal, whatever this thing you've dreamed about, don't assume you're going to be happier if you get that done, you know, if you accomplish it, that you will be happier then than you are now. We've talked about this a little bit um, in past episodes about, you know, kind of what's productive mindset kinds of things. We can anticipate being happy about accomplishing something, but while our anticipated feelings motivate us to act, that should not be our sole motivation to do a thing. The idea that I'll be happier if I do that thing. The fact is that our emotions come from within us. They are created by the thoughts that we have, not from from our circumstances. And if you undertake a goal only because you think you'll be happier a happier person, you know, you'll just be a happier person if you accomplish it. You may well be setting yourself up for disappointment. And and I just I just want to plant that seed. So so dig deeper than that in looking for your motivations. This it's kind of not the the right episode to spend a lot of time talking about that, but I did want to get that out there. So you're thinking about the outcome that you want. You're getting a clear, specific image in your mind of what um success will look like in this goal that you're creating. You are going to dig deep within yourself for the compelling reason why you want it. And then spend some time thinking about what obstacles stand between you and that outcome that you want. And obstacles can come from two places. They're either external or they're internal. External obstacles between you and a goal that you're creating. Say you want to write a novel. Uh, Maybe an external obstacle is uh, a lack of knowledge. You don't know how to write a novel. Uh, Maybe it's a lack of free time to devote to it because you have a demanding day job or young children or both or, you know, other commitments. Um, maybe you have a lack of support from your family or friends. Maybe you're a single mom and you're trying to accomplish a certain thing, but you've got, you know, these other responsibilities. So look at what those external obstacles are. We're not trying to, and I'm not saying look at these to get, um, discouraged by them or to say, I can't do this because of these, because our next step is going to be to develop a plan to, to deal with those obstacles. So whatever the external obstacles might be, you know, I don't, maybe, again, going back to the example of I want to write a novel, maybe you don't have a computer to, and you know, you know enough to know that if I want to submit it for publication, I've got to have it typed up or, you know, printed. I can't just uh, submit a handwritten manuscript. So whatever the obstacles are, Think of what those are, the external ones. Then the other kind of obstacles that we deal with in pursuing our goals are the internal ones. And frankly, I think these are the hardest ones. At least for me, they are. It's easier for me to come up with a plan to deal with the um, outside obstacles than the internal ones. And the internal ones can be 
you know, the things we've talked about before, fear of failure, fear of success, um, fear of what other people are going to think, maybe a lack of self-confidence. Maybe you're easily distracted because you think you want one thing and then uh, at some point you have a history of, you know, starting down a path and when it gets hard, you get distracted by other things. Maybe you have competing goals uh, that um, may draw your energy and attention away from this goal that we're talking about, whichever one you have in mind. And, you know, taking a step back at the end of the last episode, if you heard it, I, I encouraged you to spend some time thinking about your dream, uh, a dream maybe that you have that you haven't pursued and why that is. And so if that's the one that you've been thinking about and, and now we're taking it through these steps, um, do you have other goals that maybe compete with it. Maybe you have a goal of starting a business of some sort. Maybe you're, I'm just trying to think up things on the top of, off the top of my head. Maybe you're artistic and you want to uh, create a business um, of selling your paintings. Maybe you want to, you know, you've painted a little bit on the side and uh, you want to create a business around using the paintings that you've done for some sort of business purpose and making money. But you have a competing goal of having financial um, stability and you feel like that is an obstacle because you spend your time working at your day job instead of pursuing this this business goal. I don't know that that's a great example, but that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Um, so we're at this stage of the goal planning process. We're thinking about what are the objective or the obstacles that stand between us, whether external, internal. List them all. Don't let them discourage you. Maybe discouragement, <laughs> you know, maybe you're easily discouraged and that's an internal one. Just write them all down. We're, all we're doing now is getting them out here in front of us to see, all right, here, this is the world I live in right now. This is the thing I want. I've got this image in my mind. I can taste it. I can feel it. I can smell it of, of what I want to accomplish. I know why I want it. It's, uh, um, what, whatever my personal reasons are that are compelling enough to me to keep me going. And now I see, all right, here's what stands between where I am now and where I want to get to. Then the next step is to develop strategies to use to overcome each of those obstacles. If lack of knowledge is one of them. You don't know how to do what you're, what you want to do. All right. What do you need to learn in order to accomplish that goal? And, um, uh, where will you learn it? How will you learn it? Do you need to take a class? Do you need to find a mentor? Do you need to read a book? Um, what, write down the, the things you're going to need to learn in order to accomplish the goal, the resources that you're going to need, whether it's money or help or materials or, space to work in, what resources are you going to need in order to accomplish the goal and to overcome each of these obstacles, and where and how will you get those resources? And in some cases, you might not know just now, but you've made the list of, here's what I, I'm, I'm going to need to learn how to do X. I'm going to have to get some more of Y. Um, you know, you're, you're creating a plan by really thinking through the things that you need to know, need to learn, you need to um, 
assemble, I guess, in, in terms of resources in order to accomplish this goal and to overcome these, these obstacles. If you have a lack of support from your family and friends, and that's an obstacle for you, how are you going to deal with that? Are you going to um, sit down with uh, the key people in your life and talk to them about your compelling reason and why this is important to you and why their support is important to you? Or are you going to look elsewhere for support? Maybe, um, you know, an online group or a friend who um, does has a similar mindset. But start to develop strategies to overcome each of those obstacles. And so that's the fourth step. The fifth step then is to start to create a task list from those strategies. You're going to break, as you develop this goal, you turn it into something very specific, and we'll talk about that in a minute. It becomes a series of projects then that you need to do. Or you can think of the whole thing as a project, as a starting point, and you need to break it down into small, discrete tasks. Now, as a side thing, I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between a project and a task, because sometimes this can become uh, a stumbling block if our to-do list is not um, not formulated right. Uh, there is a difference between a project and a task, and your to-do list should be tasks. Basically, it, and I'll talk about this more in future episodes, but if it can't be done in a single session, in a single location, then it's probably a project rather than a task. Okay, A project is, a, is something that needs to get done that involves multiple tasks. A task can be typically done in a single session, in a single location. So as an example, I thought this was kind of just a, I was trying to come up with something simple to illustrate this point. Clean the master closet. Clean and organize the, the master closet. That is not a task. That should not be on your to-do list. That is a project. And it's a project made up of a series of tasks. Uh, you know, one sub-project is this is not even a task to assemble the supplies to clean your master closet. Um, it's actually a sub-project. There are a series of tasks that go with that. Maybe uh, figure out where to get boxes, then go get some boxes, uh, get some big trash bags, make sure you have those there, buy some good hangers, gather your cleaning tools like a broom or a vacuum, a duster device, um, carpet cleaner, rags and cleaning solutions, whatever it is that you're going to need. So, but, so assemble supplies is one piece of the, the bigger project. Recruiting some help would be a smaller piece of it. Schedule the, the session or sessions that you're going to work on this. Then the next step maybe is to empty out your closet. Just take everything out. Um, then sort the clothes um, and decide which ones are you going to keep, which are you going to donate, which are you going to discard, which ones need to be mended or cleaned. Um, so now you've sorted all these clothes into those four categories. Then... Uh, then you clean the closet. So, and there's a series of tasks there. You're going to dust it. You're going to vacuum it. You're going to sweep it, wipe down the shelves, wipe out drawers, line the shelves if you want to do that, clean the carpet if it's a carpeted closet. Um, then you're going to replace the clothes, perhaps sorted by, you know, now you've taken, um, 
the clothes you're going to keep and you've sorted them however you want to sort them by type or season or color or whatever. And you're going to put them back in the closet. So that's another task or step. Um, you're going to take the, the clothes to charity, the ones you've decided to donate. You're going to take the um, discarded clothes and your dry cleaner hangers and throw them in the trash. You're going to take the clothes that need mending or cleaning to a tailor or to the dry cleaner. So that there's a whole, and, uh, whole series of tasks that comprise the project of cleaning your closet. So, and I didn't mean to get into that in so much, you know, length, but I want to make sure you understand the difference between a project and a task. A project should not be on your to-do list because you can't do a project. You can do a task that is part of a project. And if you do all the tasks that comprise a project, you will complete that project. So uh, anyway, the step we're actually on is to start creating this task list from the strategies that you've come up with for overcoming the obstacles for the goal you have in mind. And, and so make that list, schedule the times that you're going to do it. And, and so now we've made this task list. We've, we've started to identify the goal. We have a clear vision, of a picture in our mind of what it's going to look like when we've accomplished it. We have uh, really become clear on why we want to accomplish it. And now we're turning it into a goal. What, uh, going clear back to where we started, that a goal is something you're working toward. A dream is just something you're thinking about. So how do you make it a goal? And, and here we get into something, you've heard me talk about this before, and if you've probably heard other people talk about, once you've identified your goal, make it a SMART goal, okay? And SMART is an acronym for it being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. And I'm actually... Um, I will have a link in the show notes. I've created a free downloadable worksheet that you can use for creating a SMART goal. And so just check the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 126. You'll find the link for that. But specific. So to, for something to be a goal as opposed to just a dream or a, you know, something you might want to do someday, it's got to be specific. So let's go back to the... To the um, a version of what I talked about earlier. You want to take a trip, a, a trip around the world, or just a, a great family vo- vacation. And you've, you've had this dream of doing some really special vacation with your family that you want to put together. And now you want to make it a goal. So be specific. I am, instead of, I'm going to take a vacation this year with my family, or someday with my family. I'm going to take a vacation in July to Europe with my husband and our two kids. I have five kids, but I'm just making up a family for this one. And we're all right. So now it's specific, almost specific. I said Europe. We're going to have to get more specific. Where in Europe do we want to go? But that may be part of the planning process. All right. But we've made it uh, very specific that what what we're doing, when we're doing it, who's going. Uh, you know, where we're going and all that sort of thing. That, so make it specific. Then it's got to be measurable. You got to know um, 
if it's been achieved or not. It, it, in order for it to be a goal, it's got to be measurable in, in the sense that I can come to you on you know X day and say, well, did you do it? And you can say, yes, I did. And so if it's your trip, you know, maybe it's a two-week trip, maybe it's a one-week trip, whatever, you know, however you want it to be, it's got to be measurable. For a goal to be a workable goal, it's got to be achievable, okay? It's got to be something within your uh, ability to do. And when I say within your ability to do, uh, that doesn't mean you can only do the things that you already know how to do. Now I'm stepping outside of the you know family vacation goal into just goals in general. They can be achievable if they are either something you have the ability to do or can get the ability to do. And so if you have a goal of starting a business or writing a book or running a marathon or you know whatever things are you know goal you're thinking of right now it, it needs to be achievable in the sense of it, that you can do it today or you can gain gain the skills and the resources you need in order to do it i'm thinking of you know for myself i could set a goal a very specific goal that i'm going to um, play basketball for the dallas mavericks um and, and I'm going to do that by the end of, you know, 2018. So now I've made it a very specific goal. It's measurable. Um, but it's not achievable. I'm five foot three and a half. I'm 50. I'm coming up on 57 years old. And I've got um, a congenital hip issue. I, I can't be a professional basketball player. So it's no matter how hard I work at it, it's not achievable for me. Now, I... That doesn't mean that we should limit ourselves unreasonably. But again, this is, it's got to be something within the realm of, of possibility and uh, if for it to be a goal that you're actually going to be able to achieve. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic. Again, this is another version or relevant uh, is another word that often is used for the R in SMART goals. And I like that one better. Relevant to, is it relevant to you? Is it uh, consistent with your higher values and goals? Is it something that's meaningful to you or just something that you think you ought to want to do? And finally, time-bound. Generally, it's good to have a deadline for goals, for it to be a goal that you know you can achieve. Now, I, I'm hesitating as I'm saying that because I've been reading a very interesting book called Impactivity by Tracy Higley, and I haven't finished reading it yet, um, but she also has a, uh, but I'm working my way through it. I like it a lot. It's really about, um, the subtitle of it is How to Shift Your Productivity into Lasting Impact, and the the topic and the theme of it just really resonates with me uh, because for me, productivity is about more than just checking things off my to-do list, but really as we talk about on the show, making a life that matters. So having an impact, it's really, I, I'm enjoying the book. Um, it might be, I'll put a link in the show notes. It might be something you want to check out. It's relatively new. She also, Tracy also has a podcast, a, a Impactivity podcast, and I've been listening to that as well. And she, in, in some of her early episodes, she has some interesting thoughts about deadlines 
And I may talk about this in, again in the future. May have her see if I can get her to come on the show and talk about um, the. And I, because I hate to paraphrase somebody else, but the the gist of it is the deadlines. Often we create these artificial deadlines that just create more stress for us. And so I, that's why I'm kind of hesitating with the smart goals thing in this last one. Generally, I think that. Um, for a goal to keep us focused, having uh, a deadline is a good thing, but I could be persuaded otherwise by some of the things that Tracy's had to say, and so we'll talk about that more later. Um, anyway, as I said, check out the show notes for a link to this uh, free downloadable worksheet for creating a SMART goal. All right, so we've uh, created a clear vision in our mind of the outcome that we want. We understand and and deeply know why we want this there we have a reason it doesn't have to be some big impressive reason but it's compelling to us as an individual we have identified the obstacles that could come up between uh, ourselves and the outcome that we want and we've developed strategies to use to overcome those obstacles and then from those strategies we've created a comprehensive task list of the steps we're going to have to take, the smallest little pieces uh, to, you know, we break down the, the project, the goal into the, its smallest pieces, doable, actionable steps that we can take. Uh, we've made sure that the goal is a smart one, that it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound, if you want to go that way. Um, and then we schedule time to work on the project. Okay, next episode, I want to talk more specifically about making time uh, for the things that matter to us. And uh, so I don't want to go into that too deeply here, but you're not really, you don't really have a goal until you're actually taking steps toward it. Um, as we talked about earlier, dreams just float out there, but a goal requires action. So the last step for this week's episode of turning a dream to a goal is to schedule some time to work on the project. And that's whether it's 30 minutes a day or two hours once a week or every other week, something. But you're going to put it on your calendar. Carve out time that, that's committed to working on this goal. And uh, I think this is so important because, you know, if it's not on our calendar, it's not a priority. It's not a goal. It's still just a dream. So there are going to be some other steps to take. We're going to get more into, so how do we fit into our schedule or build our schedule around uh, the goals that we create from the things that we dream of accomplishing? We'll talk about that more in the future. And I, I think I may do, spend some time, um, you know, kind of applying these steps to some specific kinds of goals in a, in a maybe more organized way than I did in just throwing out some examples in this episode. So um, we'll get into that next time. So what about you? What dream are you ready to turn into a goal and actually start working to accomplish this year? I would love it if you would share it with me. Last time I asked you to be thinking about your, your dream and, and kind of do some journaling about why you haven't been pursuing it or you know what, what you have in mind. Now I hope you will spend some time thinking about are you ready to turn a dream into a goal and actually start 
um, actively taking steps to it. I'd love it if you'd consider sharing that with me. number of ways you can do that. You can share it in the, sh- the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which is at the, theproductivewoman.com slash 126. Or post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the group, uh, either one. If you're not in the group already, I'd love it if you join us there. You can find it on Facebook. Look for the Productive Woman Community Facebook group or just go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and uh, click on the join button and I'll, I'll bring you in and we can have a conversation about our goals, the goals that we're working on this year. Uh, if you would like to share that with me privately or share any other, you know, anything else with me privately, um, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll consider telling a friend about it. And uh, just help me spread the word a little bit. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to a couple of listeners that uh, left reviews recently in iTunes. One of them, uh, this was interesting, and I, I really want, I hope you will hear me sincerely on this. Uh, this person, MKB from the United States, um, has loved the show is not crazy about the direction it's gone recently. Um, this person is feeling uh, that that some of the recent episodes have been too long and hasn't been crazy about some of the guests, but yet says she, I'm assuming it's a she, but maybe it's not, is going to continue listening to see if things get better. Uh, says, I have enjoyed many of the podcasts. It started at the beginning, this person saying, I used to love this podcast and I was so happy to f- find a female in the productivity podcast world to listen to. But like I said, this person thinks maybe some of the episodes have been too long and um, doesn't favor the guests. I I intentionally, and this is not, um, I appreciate feedback regardless of what your perspective is. I, I really do. And this person gave some very specific feedback and I do appreciate it. I go out of my way to look for guests who come from different walks of life and have different perspectives, even than I do. I think that brings something to the show. I certainly learn from them, whether I, you know, whatever their perspective is, their background, um, and the way they come at living a life that matters. To me, that's valuable. And uh, I can understand that, you know, not every guest is going to be every listener's cup of tea. Uh, I don't think I'm everybody's cup of tea either. So uh, anyway, MKB, I I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you've said you're going to continue to listen. And uh, feel free to shoot me an email if you have suggestions about how I can make the show better. Uh, And then also thank you to listening from Shanghai, who's also in the United States, who said, I've been listening for a year and there's rarely an episode that I don't find useful and relevant. I often share Laura's tips with friends and colleagues. Very much appreciate Laura as a woman who has achieved so much in her career and is generous enough to share her insights with her listeners. A must-listen podcast for all those women and men who want to live a fuller, more meaningful life. Um, I really appreciated that listening from Shanghai. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you so much for that feedback. Uh, that's, uh, I think, the only other thing I wanted to throw out there, I mentioned last time that I am available for a limited number of speaking engagements this year. So if you have a women's group or a business team 
uh, or you know any event that could benefit from a conversation about productivity, a presentation or a workshop or uh, various ways that we can present this information. I like the interactive kinds of things, but I can also just talk about a topic that's relevant. I would love to do that. So shoot me an email at uh, feedback at theproductivewoman.com and let me know how I can add value to your group or your event. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks. Take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their really outstanding cloud accounting service. I love it. I think you uh, might enjoy it as well. Visit freshbooks.com woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us question. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I, I can't wait to hear from you. Please shoot me an email. Love to hear from you. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.